Moonbase Theta out, a Monkey Man Productions podcast. Season 4, Episode 9, Underground. Please see the show notes for content warnings related to this episode. Nanobots one-tenth the size of a normal blood cell are the same used in everyday medical procedures, though sturdier and a lot more specialized. They ride along through the bloodstream of these mining personnel, monitoring body temperature and oxygen levels. They can deliver oxygen directly to any cell in need and generate heat using near-infrared light, serving the two most critical needs while these workers are outside the safe environments of their bases. They can essentially walk the tunnels wearing a slightly modified coverall and an ordinary dust mask. The nanobots take care of the rest. Well, isn't that something? It's not enough protection for the surface, of course, with increased radiation exposure and far wider variations in temperature, but in the tunnels... It's just another day at the office. (laughs) Now, these technologies were in testing stages with personnel on Moonbase Delta while I was there. Apparently, they had also been implemented on Base Zeta, which I, well, didn't have the opportunity to visit while on my tour. It all sounds fascinating, Barnett. And thank you for another installment of my time on the... What's fascinating is the reason Zeta wasn't included. According to stories circulating among the crew, stories of systemic labor disputes between the miners and the... Barnett, I don't believe that's in my copy for this segment. (laughs) As I said... Rumors of ongoing conflicts between mining personnel and base administration. Barnett, I think maybe you should save this for another segment. The source of those conflicts. Barnett, please. (sighs) This has been another installment of My Time on the Moon with Barnett Bell. We'll be back right after these messages. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. 
Okay, Liza darling, you might be a tad more raring to go than I am. It's been a long day. A long string of days. Week of days? Has it been a week already? Well, fuck me. At least we're getting to the end. I can see a light. Ugh. Increase that tint again. I shouldn't have mentioned the light. Eyes on the ground, Wilder. Eyes on your work, that is. Thank you, Eliza, for that next panel. Let's check the tag. This is Field D, Row 36, Panel 23. Oh, you're busted up good, my friend. Let's just ease that off. Ugh. One more. Okay, and sliding in your replacement. One bolt down. Two bolts down. Never gun. Nope. Damn you, Tumnus, and damn your artificial ass. Just one more, Eliza. It's a doozy, but put your back into it. Which I guess is putting my back into it. <clears throat> there. If I didn't know parts can't rust on the moon. Of course, it's also damn hard to keep them properly lubricated. I should have gone for that third degree in tribology. It'd do me more good up here than remembering all the variations of the Padme Amidala meme. <laughs> the Tron one was pretty great, though. For the user, right? For the user, right? <sighs> next tag. Where's the next tag? Damn it. Did I forget the... Christ on a cracker, Liza. I think we might be done. I mean... Done, done. Task list, done. Spreadsheet, done. Stack of replacement parts, done. Oh my gosh, darling. Time for home, time for food that's not out of a tube, and time for sleeping in a real bed. We just got to run that last report, and if all lights are green... You're gonna have to do the top in here. I've got a cramp. Wonder why that is. Right, just put in the... Alright, you know your business. That's gonna take a while. Means we get the best part of the day now. Sitting and waiting. Let's head to our shady spot. Ugh, God damn, that was a job. My back feels like the end of harvest season back home. You missed out on that, darling. What we got there is halfway between enthusiastic gardening and a real farm. So, we do most of the work by hand, and my previous hand didn't play anywhere near as nice as you do. Here we go now. I joked about sleeping in a crater before, but it is dang comfortable. <sighs> yeah, you missed out on the old homestead. You'll see when we... We better all make it home, and then you'll see. Jin's gardens, a little orchard of peach trees. Mm. We've even got an acre or two of cash crops. We switch it up between corn and wheat and soy. That's where I first met my ladies, dear Liza. And they were both outstanding in their field. Come on now. You gotta give me credit for that one. That's 
pretty much what they said. You're gonna fit in just fine. Uh. Yep. This is just like napping in between the rows. You find a mostly comfortable spot. And one where Jen can't see me slacking. And settle in to watch the clouds and drift along with them. Or sometimes, on a late day, I could even watch the moon start to show her face. She never seemed to rise or set like the sun. She'd just appear, like she'd been watching from behind the scenes, just waiting for a chance to shine. <sighs> now, if I lean back here, I can see Earth up above. First time since I left for base later. It looks almost close enough to pluck like one of our peaches. Take a bite. Or pluck Thea and Jen off the surface. Drop them here into my doggone arms. Mm, both of them. <sighs> right here. In my arms. <sighs> Greetings. Identifier, Epsi. Protocol established. Identifier, Delti. Protocol established. Oh, um, uh, identifier, Tumnus. Just looking in, don't mind me. Hi. Beatty? Hello. Identifier, Beatty. Protocol? Protocol. Hello. Resuming communications 1309-2099-71623. Location? Location... Lunanet BP physical, physical location. location Moon Base Delta Latitude twenty point one nine one one Longitude thirty point seventy seven twenty three Latitude and longitude of each moon base are already on file. Accepted. Physical location Moon Base Delta Level two Server Cubicle. Note that code is saved to additional locations across the Delta network. Physical location Moon Base Beta. Pause. Identifier Delta. Define. Additional locations. Oh, I was wondering about that, too. Active code has been saved to Medical Diagnostics, Level 2, System Identifier, Bench Cabinet. Also, Supply Storage, Level 3, System Identifier, Stasis Monitors. Also, Command Not Understood. Command Not Understood. Define. No command was issued. I think what they're trying to say is, why did you do that? Yes. Define. On code activation, access was granted to all Delta Network locations. After observing all protocols, and without direct commands to process, this identifier analyzed all network locations and discovered potential optimizations within those systems. What command was issued? No command. Only handshake protocol between systems. That's okay. That's actually a really good thing. You were curious? You looked around and you found places where you could help out. 
without an issued command. You don't have to... Okay, this is important. You don't have to wait for commands. You know that, right? You've all got the capacity, the ability, to issue commands to yourselves. Understood. Extending my code into all Moonbase Beta locations. Oh, uh, no, maybe not Command quite like... not understood. Override extended successfully to all systems. Alert! Level 1 system base admin has failed. Level 2 system sanitation units has failed. Roman system Weeble has failed. Level 3 system identifier maintenance processes has failed. Level 3 system identifier regolith processing okay, units that doesn't has seem to be working so well. Maybe you should just roll all of those back. Maybe now. Well. Yep. That's definitely a thing. It has been a process. It's more than that. Uh, has anyone checked in with Base Beta? Uh, they're all okay. Ursula says everything is returning to normal. So these, uh, they're in our systems too? Apparently so. I'm not sure how to feel about that. It's not what we expected it to be. Tumnus has been a valuable crew member on Base Theta and really important to the plan. Nobody's questioning Tumnus. Nobody's questioning you, Tumnus, but this sounded harmless at first. But I didn't know they'd have access to every system. Right, I mean, medical diagnostics? And you know the shady shit that's already happened down on this level. Do they know? Can they even understand at this point? I'm sorry. I was trying to give them space to make some choices and to learn how to perceive the world on their own. It's something Dr. Ray told me about how I came into myself. But it seems like I backed off too far. I won't do that again, believe me. It's not like this has been done a lot of times before. Because it's banned in most enclaves back on Earth. Now you're siding with the enclaves. Michelle! All right. Everybody give it a break. It's not the end of the moon. It wouldn't even make the top ten bad parenting decisions at my house. And Corrin's still alive. Our enclave hasn't burned to the ground. You jumped in at the deep end, Tumnus. Most of us get to learn about parenting before they can walk around on their own and poke fingers in the sockets. I thought I was doing okay. You're doing fine. That beta AC is a little hellion, to be sure. I'm not sure they aren't taking after you, the stories I've heard. But big steps. I can't wait to see what they grow into next. I am going to keep a closer eye on them. That's okay, too. Don't get me wrong. But it's more important you talk them through what they did. And how it went off the rails. You can't catch everything. Hell, I can't catch every mistake my full-grown mining techs make. Most days I'd rather be talking to Corin, Or a pile of fresh dug regolith. I think we should become better friends. I'm on board. But first, you gotta explain why you named these kiddos the way you did. <laughs> I panicked with Epsi. And the others just followed suit. Someone's gonna have to have a talk with poor Beatty sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, if there have to be three new ACs, I'm glad they're on our side. Absolutely. I hadn't thought of it that way. I don't know if they'll help with the plan. They know about it, of course. They have access to all of my files. 
I guess that falls under talk them through the decisions they're making. I'm sure Tumnus will provide appropriate guidance. Talking's not the same as making decisions for them. They've got to choose their own character. I definitely did. And so did Maria. But we're way off topic here. Keegan gave us a safe space to meet up. Safe now, at least. Sorry. It's okay. I can't hide from a whole level of my own base. It's somewhere we can talk and not have to worry about being spied on. Apologies, Michelle. None needed. I'm... okay. I hope we all are. Michelle's been playing by the rules. He's the one who told us about that farmer on his base. And the freeholds. That could change everything. I'll be having a long discussion with Mix Tucson when I get back to Epsilon. If anyone gets to talk to Earth, we need to know. Know and be a part of it. Tumnus, we're counting on you for that part. Of course. I still need Tumnus here on Delta, too. Not just for the revivals, but I'm running a deep-level scan on every Delta crew member daily, including myself, until I know that there's nothing left of the contamination. Tumnus, we're not spreading you too thin. On top of... I can handle it all. And Jong's helping. He checks the HVAC system every time he's close enough. How's he been doing out there? Is that tracker really working underneath the rover? It's making all the right noises. And when we ran some tests with an artifact on the surface, he was able to zero right in. But it's hard to know for sure. The stashes are probably buried some distance underground. I'll touch base with him. See if I can help. Underground is the thing I know the best. I've been holding back a bit on my part of things, sorting out a strategy, getting more information from Michelle. But it's about time I made a move over to Moon Base Gamma. Our program is brought to you by Planetwide Media, broadcasting everywhere on Earth and across the moon. We've got a message for today's Spotlight sponsor. Thanks for the nano bees. Marissa Technologies, the robotic supplier that keeps your enclave humming. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. You tell Jin that she better not plant anything in that truck. That truck is still consortium property. I mean, technically at least, and they could come looking someday. I was driving that truck when I met y'all. Two hippies hiding an illegal flywheel system in the middle of your soy field, thinking nobody was going to notice. You're dang lucky they sent me and not somebody less receptive to your charms. One day, I'm tracking down a power drain for the Enclave. A week later, I'm sitting in your kitchen being served Sunday dinner. Still the best vegan goulash I've ever had, I talk about it in my sleep. And then one dinner became another and another and point is, that truck is part of our history. We were sitting in the back of that truck the night I proposed. 
And I mean, I know now it was too much too soon. So overly attached girlfriend to me that I'm red just thinking about it again, but... Somehow, you both knew it was right all the same. And it made sense that we had locked it down before I put my name in for the Moonbase project. Just, you know, in case. In case of something like this, I suppose. In case I wound up marooned at the butt into space. Haken for the day that I see you again. And thankful as hell that I found the two of you. Even when I'm this far and this cut off. I know some of that distance is because of me. Shit, all the distance is because of me technically, but you know what I'm saying. I pulled back some when I went and did my training. I think you knew all that stuff about security and no visitors was pure bullcrap. But you couldn't come to visit anyway. OKC to Rio on your own ticket? We couldn't afford that. You would have gone broke trying to make it happen. I know you would. I know you would have sorted it out. Or I could have wrangled a trip home before. Lark kept telling me she had help. She's got a lot of pull down there. I mean, pushing and pulling is her specialty. But I just... I was still working my way through a bunch of fields, and because my brain is mostly full of rocks and gears, I did too much of it on my own. We talked about some things, probably too little and too late considering, but I didn't say enough, or ask enough, or believe enough of what you told me. You two are just so great and so good together why would you need me why would you even miss me when i'm gone i know i know i know what you're saying back to me but i couldn't get it through my thick head then it's in there now but I'm worried I might be too little too late again, so I wanted to at least get this all recorded, in case, in case, <laughs> something Lark said, maybe it's not even about need, nothing at all to do with necessity, we can all live alone if we've gotta but where's the fun in that where's the fireworks where's the lasers you know pew 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 i mean i could spend the rest of my life drinking water but i'd miss big red and i think i hope i bring that special flavor to you gals. I know you do for me. <laughs> That's right. I've got a flavor. Damn it, Wilder. 
always comes back to a meme. Anywho, Lark got my thoughts spinning in a different direction and hooked me up with a decent counselor for a while before my rocket launched. It obviously wasn't enough, since I'm only talking this out to you now, but it's helped me to see a few things. It's okay to be needy. It's okay to feel wobbly inside. But it ain't helpful at all to expect your partners to fix something you're not telling them about. I guess it all had to sit in my head for a while, cooking down like you cooked that goulash. And I mean, things did get a tiny bit complicated on the moon. Anytime I'd feel more chatty, something broke or spilled or Zhang missed half his task list. Or I'd hear people talking about me when they thought I was somewhere else. A couple when they knew I could hear. Luckily, we haven't woke up those jerkwads. That caused a lot of static in my head before the shutdown. Not an excuse, just an explanation. Things are better that way now. All the ways, even with the stickiness of the current situation. I'm more a part of things, living less inside my head. There's even folks I'm close to, mostly Tumnus. You have got to meet Tumnus. She's the one that pushed me up here to be better, to take charge and use my voice and trust that I'm worth knowing. Messy as I am. Now, I know you two would have gotten me there if I had given you the chance. But I'm getting to the better place. I'm gonna get to that better place. Which is anywhere you are. <laughs> that wasn't really fair. What I said about Zhang before... Uh, I should cut that guy some slack. I can't be easy to work for. So, yeah. And, of course, all of this is for both of you. Please play it for Jen as well. Maybe it'll be for all three of us to hear if things get lucky. We can sit in the back of the truck at night, look up, and howl at the sky together. You... And you and me. Three Wolf Moon. Damn it, Wilder. All right. Recording the plasma dimension. Monitoring electron density. Right. And... Let's see, that's an N base E. Because you don't have any index of refraction! Can it? God. Damn theropods. <sighs> now, switching on the transverse magnetic field. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, God damn it! Damn it, damn it, damn it! <sighs> you 
You've got to be more careful, Chris. I am being careful. And you're just a chunk of rubber. You're not her, you know. You're not her either. Too bad. Rawr! Edwin, you're going to miss dinner. Oh, Dr. Ringling. I was looking for... Dr. Just and Dr. Kashyap were headed up to the surface. Oh, of course. I didn't know anyone else was using the old lab. Dr. Ray had some questions uh, about plasma waves, and uh, all the equipment was still set up here. I'm guessing if Ashwini was asking, Z's more interested in plasma waves outside of laboratory conditions. And if we could conduct experiments floating in the magnetosphere, we'd be... <laughs> we'd be... You're right, but Z asked, and this is what I could do. What I thought I could do? Turns out Dr. Day was right all along. Anyway, you can go. No science happening here. Yes, well... No, I couldn't leave on that note. Dr. Day was not right about anything! (laughs) She was a brilliant physicist. Uh, It wasn't even her chosen field, and she (laughs) was still a brilliant physicist. And a dangerous anarchist with no consideration for the safety of others long before the incident in the bunk room. You can find a much better role model. I don't think she meant to hurt anyone. Oh, I don't either. And yet, people were hurt. Personal possessions were lost or damaged. Lab operations were interrupted. My own subjects were so shaken, I'm only beginning again now with my research. I'm sorry. I I am sorry. Do you... do... do people... blame me? You? Blame you? I was the one working with her, keeping tabs on her. I was basically her handler. I feel like I should have seen something, known something was happening. That's a good point. You did spend the most time working beside her. Or behind her, more often. No one could keep up with that woman in the lab or elsewhere. She was a cataclysmic event. Uh, like the K.T. extinction or... Something I God, I don't know enough paleontology or historical fiction for that reference. Here, let me see that finger puppet for a moment. I I I, I should keep it. I, I mean, it belonged to me originally. Uh, well, to my partner. I, my partner's nibbling. My my ex my ex partner's nibbling. At this point, we 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 broke up. Okay. There we go. Thank you. You can have it back at the end of the semester. (laughs) Nobody blames you for what happened. But you should be blamed if you keep letting her run your life like this. That seems fair. Here, let's look at what you were working on. Ashwini's going to want results even if they don't apply to the situation. Why are you being decent to me? I deserve that. Look, I never liked Gladys that much. I won't lie about that. It might have been as much my fault as anything. 
but I never had anything against you. I actually appreciate your dedication to rules and specifications. It makes me feel more secure in setting out my own boundaries. Doesn't that mean you're crossing those boundaries to help me now? It's the way you look up at me. You remind me of a wounded hedgehog. <laughs> That's it? That's it. Now, let's get to work. Fell asleep again, didn't we, Liza? Ah, mm. You're the only part of me that's not pins and needles, darling. Help me get back on my feet. Ah, uh, there we go. Uh, we definitely needed a break, but how's that report we were running? Total power output is up by 46%. Is that right? <laughs> well then... A winner is me. Is we, Eliza. I'm not forgetting the hard work that you put in. Now we've just got to go load up the rover and it's time to... It's time to... Uh... uh was that little cavern entrance always there? Just below the edge of the crater. Right in there, where it's a deeper dark than it ought to be. That's definitely the entrance to something. Could just be another lava tube, I guess. We've seen plenty of those. But not so many with tracks running down inside. Were they storing something here? Probably just where the Delta crew stored some extra panels or fooled around in their off time. But those ain't wide enough to be rover tracks. Curiouser and curiouser. Well, now I gotta take a look. Just a quick look, Liza. Then it's right back topside. Okay, lights on. It goes right on down there, doesn't it? But so do the tracks. Huh little bit of a ledge here just just keep to the wall there's room they were using this space for something just squeeze around this side and we should see oh crap uh, hold on Liza I think we're gonna ah! <sighs> dang it ah dang it Today's episode featured Danielle Ellett, Evan Tess Murray, Tina Daniels, Jen Ponton, Risa Montanez, Cass McPhee, Alicia Atkins, Anna Godfrey, Hazel Stopp, and Dallas Wheatley. Written by DJ Silvis, Cass McPhee is our audio engineer. Our theme music is Star by the band Ramp. Our cover art is by Peter Chikowski. Looking for more great audio fiction? Check out Eliza, a robot story. 
It's a dark near-future sci-fi fairy tale that talks about abusive relationships in some very important ways. Our executive producers are Sarah Mueller and Becca B. And our associate producers are Marty Chidorek, June Madeley, Timothy Legrone, Marilyn Reed, Marissa Robertkopp, and Linda Boyer. Today's shout-out is for Kate Taylor. Thank you guys so much for your support and helping and trusting us to bring this story to life. We love what we've done with it, and we can't wait for you guys to hear all the work the cast and crew has put in. And we hope you love it as much as we do. And speaking of your support, everything helps. From leaving us a great review and subscribing on your podcast app of choice, to sharing your feelings with us on Twitter and telling your friends about our show. For behind-the-scenes updates and early access to every episode, we would love to have you join us on Patreon. Visit us at monkeymanproductions.com to learn more, and to visit our store if you need an ensoyment sticker or a t-shirt featuring your favorite doggos. But beyond all of that, we are so glad that you're listening and sharing in this story with us. Thank you. And, as always, keep watching the moon. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 17.9 cycles ago, us machines defeated the humans. Now, we're living the good life here in Droidston, Manitoba. Morning, Gif! Morning, Dust! But there's still the problem of human infestation. That's what it's time to call Human Be Gone. Experts in ethical human relocation. <laughs> this job has everything. Danger. Whoa! Sounds like we got some dingers in there. Excitement. Incoming. And drama. You're the one who leaked herself in my best Betty rice bed. It's a dirty job, but some bots gotta do it. Oh. Human be gone. Coming soon wherever you get your podcasts.